0: It has this incredible impact on almost every dimension of your life. You'll see thousands upon thousands of results, everything from improving skin, to improving eyesight, to improving your performance on intelligence tests, to improving your heart health, and nobody truly understands why it works, but we know it does work. 80% of the good ideas that I have in the business come from Think It's 80. percent of your business ideas are coming from the state. That, that is what I want more people to understand. The big thing to understand is that in Western civilization, we've, we are trained to exist in what, what you could call a monophasic state of awareness, right? Which means we think of consciousness as primarily existing in the beta or the waking state. So, you and I are conscious right now, uh, and we are existing in one particular level of consciousness. But if you look at indigenous cultures, people in indigenous cultures, they they operate in multiple levels of consciousness. For example, I spent some time with a tribe called the Achua in the Amazon rainforest. and the Achua, they have this weird ritual. At 4 a.m., the families get up and they come together around a campfire, and they drink tea at 4 a.m., and they discuss their dreams. See, the Achua believe and they communicate with tribes across the rainforest through their dreams. They believe that the dream world is as real as our physical world right now. Now, that is tapping into a different state of consciousness. Now, whether that's true or not doesn't matter. The point is they believe that there are multiple or polyphasic states of consciousness. So, meditation actually gets you to go away from a single state and tap into altered states and there's a powerful thing that's happening as people are studying meditation as people are studying mindfulness what scientists are discovering is that it has this incredible impact on almost every dimension of your life i remember seeing you speak on stage at AFES, and correct me if i'm wrong but you mentioned something called thinkification, right
1: thinkitation yeah
0: thinkitation right and and, and tell 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 us what you're doing when you do when you thinkitate
1: So for me, um, I use a very basic meditation practice, which is something I want to get back to with yours is what you tell people to do. But I do box breathing. I found that doing four equal sides does not work for me. It makes me feel out of breath. So I've just adjusted it to suit what's pleasurable for me. Uh, It takes me into an alpha wave state. If I'm stressed, maybe it takes me 20 minutes to get there. If I'm already relaxed, maybe it takes me three or four minutes. Uh, once I'm in an alpha wave state, which is typically classified as being calm and creative, which is exactly how I feel. I feel wide awake, feel really sharp. Um, I'm breathing, I do breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth. Um, I get into that alpha wave state where I feel like um, ideas either from my subconscious or just normally disconnected regions of my brain begin cross-talking. right. So I get very creative. Solutions to a problem that maybe the night before completely eluded me. Um, The reason I call it thinkitation is in meditation you're not supposed to grab on to your thoughts, which I actually found frustrating and so it was causing me a problem in meditation. So I thought, well, what if I just promise myself that once I get into that state, then I can grab my computer, put it on my lap, continue my breathing cycle to stay in that alpha wave state. But if an idea comes that's interesting, I will grab, I don't think of it as grabbing it to be honest, I think about it as riding a wave. And so I'll ride it, really follow it, see where it goes, take notes, write it down, try to get back on the wave or catch a different one. probably 80% of the good ideas that I have in the business come from thinkitating.
0: That's incredible, right? 80% of your ideas are coming when you're accessing these states. Now, that's what I'm talking about. You're accessing an altered state of consciousness. Now, scientists can measure that. If we hooked up Tom's brain to an EEG machine, what they would see is that you're probably going into, you're probably gonna see an increase in alpha waves and an increase in theta waves. Um, What science is finding is that alpha waves, which is what emerges from your brain when you are relaxed, right? Is, is very soothing, it's very relaxing, and if you continue relaxing more, you get into what is sometimes called waking theta. Theta is the state your brain is in every night just before you fall asleep. When you fall asleep, you go into a deeper state called delta, but here's the unique thing. When you're at Theta, ideas flow. In fact, there's this legendary story of Thomas Edison, where, and maybe you've heard this, he would he would practice this napping technique where he would hold a metal ball in his hand and there'll be a metal tray below his desk. And he'd sit in his chair like this and drift off to sleep. And just as he goes into sleep, his hand would drop, the ball would clang on the t- tray, waking him up, and he'd have his ideas. Now, what was he doing? He was dipping into Theta to pull out ideas. In fact, There's this this quote by Edison which says this, ideas come from space. It's hard to believe, but it's true. Ideas come from out of space. Now, isn't that similar to what you're doing? You're you're using your own language, but you're dipping into theta to pull out ideas, and you just said it. 80% of your business ideas are coming from the state. That, that is what I want more people to understand we can tap into these altered states to fundamentally make better decisions, to draw upon ideas, and to even increase our rate of getting towards our ideas. So this is one of the most powerful aspects of meditation, but you also said something else, which, which I want to pick up on, which is the reason more people don't meditate. You said, you said something along the lines of, I know in meditation, you're not supposed to latch on to any thought, right? Yeah. That's rubbish. That's completely not true. See, there are different types of meditation. In fact, there are so many different types of meditation, I hate using the word meditation. Rather, I call it a transcendent practice. A transcendent practice is any practice where you you go out of the physical world and you go within. So, meditation, breathing in and out. Box breathing is a transcendent practice, but closing your eyes and just being grateful for your life is a transcendent practice closing your eyes and thinking compassionately about someone you love is a transcendent practice and thinkitation is a transcendent practice you're going within and then there's modern meditation which is about becoming better at the world meditation is not about becoming better at meditation it's about becoming better at functioning in the modern world and so when you understand that transcendent practices are these beautiful things we can tap into to get better at life you see meditation in a completely different way. Meditation helps you bend reality. There is a myth out there in the world that I call the hustle myth. It says that it's about hard work, that it's about working harder than the competition. It's about busting your back for 100 hours a week. I call bullshit on that because I also see people who, take, who focus on themselves first, who have a steady meditation practice, who learn how to tap into intuition and then how to visualize their goals and they work significantly less but get far better results you can hustle or you can surrender into your inner space and i'm a big fan of surrendering into your inner space hustling to me is an outdated broken approach that leads to overwork it leads to broken marriages it leads to poor relationship with your kids it leads to aging faster don't hustle it's a myth all right so i'm the king of hustle so right now
1: you're going to convince me To be and I'm actually super open. I always want a better answer than where I'm at. So Explain to me and obviously I've heard you talk about this, but I have questions explain to me what it exactly means to surrender into something
0: so So let me give you an example now You said you're the, the king of hustle, right? But I would actually debate that when I talk about hustle I talk about the people who believe that you have to work an ungodly number of hours to be successful There is a much healthier way, so there are two different types of people who are talking about entrepreneurship today. There's the type of people who talk about entrepreneurship purely in the physical sense. It's about the number of hours you work. It's about the number of phone calls, and of course, hard work work has its place, but then you see the rise of books by people like Michael Singer who wrote the book, The Surrender Experiment. And if you read the book, it's kind of cool. This guy built a billion-dollar software company, and he talks about how he did that by surrendering, by going within, by having a daily meditation practice. Now, in your case, I believe you're doing it. You're also moving to that approach, but you're doing it unconsciously. When, you t- when I listen to you speak at AFES, and you spoke about how you sit down, you relax, and you thinkitate, and these ideas come into you, you're tapping into something. Tom, you're tapping into your intuition. That is a far more efficient way than trying to hustle to get these ideas. You're going within. So you're already doing one of the first steps. Now the second part is how can you optimize your rate of going from idea to reality. That's that's the second part of bending reality. And there are a significant number of tools that you can put into play to, to, to help you do that by working on your inner states. For example, one is creative visualization so many studies that show that what you visualize in your mind, you can help accelerate in the world. For example, one study called the Finger Abduction Experiment basically had people exercise their fingers, okay, like physically exercising your fingers, and then a control group of people visualized themselves exercising their fingers. And what they found is that one group grew finger strength by, um, um, let's say, about 10%. The other group, by 9%, really close, just by visualizing their fingers. Now, the same thing happens in sales. You can actually accelerate your sales closing rate by visualizing the outcome, and we don't really understand how it works, but we know it works. And the same thing happens in your entrepreneurial life. When you get a clear vision of the business you want to create, of the lifestyle you want to create, you move towards that faster. And so, meditation, to me, is not just about going Zen. It's not just about like focusing on your breathing. It's about knowing how to tap in, which you do so well, and then knowing how to get clear on what you want and to focus on that vision for a few minutes every day.